0: This is Stephen Blandino, and welcome to the Leader Fluent Podcast. It's the beginning of a new year, and so today we're talking about questions to start the new year right. Plus, stick around to the very end because I have a very special announcement to share with you that has been in the works for a long time. I'll tell you all about it and where you can learn more. So on that note... Let me wish you a happy new year and enjoy this episode where we'll discover some powerful questions to start the new year right. Thanks for listening to the Leader Fluent Podcast. Well, it's the start of a new year and that means many of us are setting goals and planning our path for what we'd like to accomplish in the days ahead. So in this episode of Leader Fluent, I want to share some helpful questions that I like to ask at the start of a new year. Now, the questions that I'm going to share with you are organized in two categories. There's reflection questions and then there's refocusing questions. The reflection questions deal with the past 12 months, and the refocusing questions deal with the next 12 months. And so, under each category, I've got five questions. And these are questions that I ask personally in this transition from 2021 to 2022, and I hope you'll find them helpful in your life as well. So, let's jump right in. Let me start with the reflection questions. As I reflect over the last 12 months, I ask these five questions. Number one, what am I thankful for? Now, I keep a gratitude journal throughout the year where I write down things that I'm thankful for, and and it's always a good idea to go back and review those things. But with this question, I'm taking it a step further. I like to start with a blank sheet and simply jot down the highlights of the things that really jump out at me that I'm thankful for from the previous year. So why do I do this? It's because so many times when we wrap up a year, we'll say things like, well, thank God that year is over, right? Or, or I'm ready to say good riddance to that year and get on to something better. And, and in fact, sometimes you'll even see funny memes on social media, things that kind of insinuate that. And, and, and that's especially true when we're two years into a global pandemic where 2021 felt in many ways like a repeat of 2020. But when you start the reflection process by asking, what am I thankful for? you're able to reframe the year from a positive perspective. So let me give you a personal example. 2021 for me was the hardest leadership year that I've ever had to deal with. And it would be really easy for me to focus on all of the struggles and challenges of 2021. But when I sat down to write my gratitude highlights for 2021, I wrote down 39 things I was thankful for in that year. Again. That's in addition to my normal gratitude journal that I keep throughout the year. Well, suddenly that put 2021 in an entirely new perspective. I was able to celebrate good things that happened in the middle of a very hard year. So start with that question. What am I thankful for? Because it will provide a positive perspective and help reframe anything you dealt with or went through that wasn't so easy. Things that were difficult, things that were hard, it will help you see them with new eyes. Number two, how did I grow? Now, this question is important because it forces me to reflect on the lessons I've learned over the last 12 months, regardless of whether uh, it was growth in, in uh, my life spiritually or relationally or mentally or physically or emotionally or financially, whatever the area. So when I ask the question, how did I grow? I'll often consider three things. First, I I look at my personal growth plan from the previous year to see what progress I made on my personal growth goals. And that helps me see where I started. It helps me see, you know, where I wanted to end up and then how much progress I made between those. The second thing I'll consider is, is what lessons I learned throughout the year that were not associated with my growth plan. And this is important because if you have a lifelong learning posture, you'll pick up important life lessons as you go. And these life lessons are worth reflecting on. The third area that I'll look at and and try to draw lessons from and really evaluate where I grew has to do with the books that I read. And I'll highlight the lessons I learned from those books as I reflect back on them. So for example, in twenty twenty one I read forty five books. And and during the last week of the year, I took that list of books and then I I pinpointed what I felt like were my 10 favorite books from the list, and then I articulated the biggest lessons I learned from each of those 10 books. And and here's what I learned about that. It reinforced the lessons and helped me re-engage with those lessons before starting a new year. So the first reflection question is, what am I thankful for? The second question is, how did I grow? The third question is, who did I invest in? This is really important because our legacy in life is often tied to the people we invested in the most. And these people may be family or friends or colleagues or clients or or a host of other people. But when you reflect on your list of people, you'll quickly discover where you saw the greatest return on your investment of time and effort. So with this question, I, I I want you to consider both width and depth. In other words, width is how many people you invested in, and depth is the extent to which you invested in them. Both are important, and reflecting on width and depth will help you evaluate the deposit that you're making in others that will ultimately outlive you. So, who did you invest in? Number four, how did I spend my time? Now, John Maxwell will often say that, that your success is determined by your daily agenda. And so each year I take my calendar from the past 12 months and I'll reflect on how I used my time each day. In other words, I'll literally go through my calendar day after day and see how and where I actually used my time. And when I do this, here's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the three P's. I'm looking for priorities, people, and patterns. Let me explain. First, I'm looking for priorities. In other words, how much of my time did I spend on my highest priorities? Think about it. Each one of us will make our greatest contribution to the kingdom of God through our God-given gifts and resources. So, I want to know if I have invested my time on the priorities that will make the greatest contribution. The second P is people. In other words, I'm looking to see who I spent my time with. I want to know if I spent my time with my family, with my friends, my staff, my leaders, and other important relationships in my life. And then the third P is patterns. In other words, I look for patterns that have emerged in my schedule that reveal a poor use of time. For example, was there too much unscheduled time? Did I spend time on tasks and activities that have a poor return on my investment of time and and identifying those patterns will reveal the adjustments that I need to make moving forward. So when I go through my calendar, I'm taking notes on these three things, priorities, people, and patterns. And what I've discovered is that they're a great filter to help me assess whether the use of my time is having the greatest impact possible. Now, the fifth question I reflect on is how did I live out my mission and values. Several years ago, I created a life mission statement and a handful of core values. And and at the close of each year, I'll reflect on my mission and values to determine how well I'm living them out each day. I'll literally take my life mission and break it down word by word to see if I'm strategically and intentionally living it out. So those are the five reflection questions I like to ask as I'm winding down one year and preparing to start the new year. What am I thankful for? How did I grow? Who did I invest in? How did I spend my time? And how did I live out my mission and values? Then I shift to my refocusing questions. Again, the reflection questions deal with the last 12 months, but the refocusing questions deal with the next 12 months. So, There's also five refocusing questions, and and if you've done a good job answering the reflection questions, you'll be better equipped to answer your refocusing questions. So here here they go. The first refocusing question is, what is my growth plan? You see, each year I create a personal growth plan at the start of the year. I oftentimes refer to it as a personal growth track, T-R-A-C. The word track stands for target, roadmap, accountability, and checkup. In other words, I identify the target areas that I want to grow in, and then I create a roadmap to grow in those areas. Then I invite someone to hold me accountable for my growth. And finally, I'll do checkups throughout the year to monitor progress. Now, I'll unpack this a little more, but just a quick side note here. If you go to my website at stephenblandino.com, you can click the free resources tab and you can actually download a free ebook called How to Create a Plan for Personal Growth. And that ebook explains the whole growth track model and how you can apply it to your life. So I encourage you to check that out. I think it'll help you. So so why do I do this? Why do I, I create a growth track each year? It's because it helps me to be strategic for the next 12 months and to maximize my personal growth. Again, whether it's spiritual growth or relational growth or leadership growth, whatever area of life that I want to grow in. This is important because growth doesn't happen by accident. We know this, right? Creating a growth track helps me intentionally close my growth gaps. And here's what I've discovered. If I'll do this year after year after year, my growth begins to compound. And the impact begins to multiply. So question one is, what is my growth plan? The secondary focusing question is, what are my ministry goals? Now, while a growth track focuses on my personal growth, ministry goals focus on the health and growth of the church that I lead. So for you, these might be ministry goals or they might be organizational goals, depending on your context. So how do you know which ministry goals you should pursue or which organizational goals you should pursue? Well, well, let me give you a few um, thoughts to consider here. And these are really additional questions, but it all kind of falls under this question of what, is my, what are my ministry goals? So, so you might ask yourself, you know, will this goal drive us closer to our vision? Or will this goal help us become more healthy as a church or organization? Or what single goal, if reached, would make the greatest difference in our organization right now? Or why do we believe this goal is the best place to invest our time, energy, and resources? Is the timing of this goal right? What will reaching this goal make possible? Those are just some helpful questions to consider as you're answering that big question, what are my ministry goals? So when creating those ministry goals, you're going to want to write a goal statement. You're going to want to list your action steps to reach the goals. And then you're going to obviously want to include some specific deadlines to keep you on track. Number three, who will I invest in? Now, we asked a similar question in the reflection questions. So this is an opportunity to be proactive about where you're going to invest your time in the coming year in regards to people? This question is an easy one to overlook, but it's really powerful. You wanna start the year by determining who the people are where your investment of time and energy will make the greatest impact. And obviously some of those relationships will be your family and your friends, but also think about it in terms of key leaders, of staff or volunteers in your organization. Are there people that you should coach? Are there people that you need to mentor or that you need to disciple? Or is there a small group that you need to invest in strategically? And, and here's the thing, this doesn't mean that you, you can't add value to other people along the way. That's certainly gonna happen, but it's helpful to start the year by identifying a handful of people that you need to give more attention to in the coming weeks and months. The fourth question, is, what will I stop, start, or delegate? Now, after you've done a a day-by-day reflection on how you spent your time in the previous year, it should equip you to answer this question. Why? Because think about it. You'll be aware of the priorities and the people and the patterns that emerged in how you've been using your time. So with that information, you should be able to pinpoint pretty quickly what you need to stop, what you need to start, and what you need to delegate to somebody else. So for example, your stop list might include things like uh, those things that are outside of your strengths or that are simply a bad use of time for somebody in your position. Uh, Your start list might include things that leverage your strengths and time for the health and growth of the organization. And your delegate list is probably gonna include things that they have to be done, but they don't necessarily have to be done by you. So when I did this process this year, I realized I was spending too much time on administrative tasks that I didn't need to be doing. And one of the big reasons for that is that we've had some staff transitions. And so because of that, I've had to take on some things temporarily, but it was a great reminder of why I need to address this quickly, because I've got to focus my time on what's going to bring the greatest value to the organization. Okay. The last question is, how will I better align my time with my mission and values? This last question helps me determine what changes I need to make in the new year to make sure my life is further aligned with my mission and my values. Listen, living out your life purpose is a matter of wise stewardship. So you'll want to drill down on what changes you need to make to better steward your life and time toward the mission that God has entrusted to you. So let's review. At the beginning of a new year, ask yourself reflection questions and refocusing questions. The five reflection questions are, what am I thankful for? How did I grow? Who did I invest in? How did I spend my time? And how did I live out my mission and values? And the five refocusing questions are, what is my growth plan? What are my ministry goals? Who will I invest in? What will I stop, start or delegate? And how will I better align my time with my mission and values? Now I want you to notice something about both sets of questions. None of them are yes or no questions. They all require an explanation. This forces you to provide enough detail to adequately reflect and to appropriately refocus. So I hope that helps you as you start a new year. Well, at the beginning of the lesson, I told you I had a very special announcement to share with you. I'm excited to tell you that on Tuesday, February 15th, I have a brand new book coming out called Stop Chasing Easy. It's all about how to pursue a life that counts today and for eternity. This book has been in the works for a long time, and I'm so excited to share it with you. In fact, I have a special bonus episode of the podcast coming to you soon where I'll share more about the book, but until then, you can check it out at stopchasingeasy.com. There you'll find some great information about the book, people who have endorsed it, as well as some fantastic bonus resources that are free whenever you buy the book. So check it out today at stopchasingeasy.com, and I want to encourage you to order your copy today. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of Leader Fluent. Happy New Year, and I'll talk with you again soon.